What's up, party people? It's Talib Kweli, the BKMC, the MCEO. I love the fact that y'all checking out the People's Party and showing us a lot of love. You know what we do? We bringing you all the live guests. We bringing you the best podcast on the internet. Just make sure you subscribe and leave a review. People's Party, Talib Kweli. Let's go. How you doing, party people? It's Talib Kweli, the BKMC, the MCEO, the Little Lebowski Urban Achiever. I am rocking with my homegirl, Jasmine Lee, in the place to be. Give it up for Jasmine Lee. Woo! That's me. This is another fantastic episode of People's Party. And you know what I like about People's Party? I get to talk to my friends. Yes, you do. I got a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. You know, and we tell a lot of good stories. And um, you know what? This gentleman who's coming up, he's a very special guest. He's a friend of mine. You might have seen him on Wild and Out. You've seen him all over television, all over comedy clubs and specials and everything. Mm-hmm. He does great impressions of your favorite celebrity, party people, people's party. Please welcome Atheon Crockett in the place to be. Yeah. Okay. 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 That's a top five uh, walking. Right. Yeah, I had a diddy bop. That's a top five walking, brother. You know where else you can, find, you can find him? Where? Hyping you up at your shows because he's like the best hype dancer. Backstage. I've been to every quality show in LA except for the one that he left me outside. No, see, oh shit! See, now, see, now, see. We always bring this up. He always brings always bringing up old shit. Why are you always talking about old shit? Thanks. Listen, I've been to every I've been to every show, right? When I'm I'm gonna keep it a buck. Atheon Crockett will be waiting for me outside of the show because he's a real hip hop fan. Me and I don't just man, be showing up and waiting, nigga. You text me. I mean, me, I tell him. You show me. You text me and be like, "Yo, come through, I, I, yeah. man. Me and most tonight. Listen, blah blah blah. We have records together, videos together with strong arms, steady. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We like, got some shit. We've been putting in work for a minute. Yeah, and I got to give you your props as an MC, brother, because you are you. a fantastic MC. Thank you, brother. Um, I'm gonna take this time to dedicate this people's party to our mutual friend, Dave New York. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. Rest in peace to Dave New York. Go Google Dave New York when you listen to Jay Dilla album, The Shining on the song Baby with Guilty Simpson and Mad Lib. And at the end, he says, yo, my man, uh, Dave New York, what's wrong with radio hip hop? And Dave New York said, radio hip hop. And, you know, you know the rest. So shout out to Dave New York. Um, Dave New York was in a bike crew. The Ruthless Riders. The Ruthless Riders. Yeah. And uh, they used to hang out at the Starbucks. On on, uh, cold water. But they was too wild. And they got kicked out. (laughs) And so then they had to go to the coffee bean. Just mad bikes yeah. on random nights of the week. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, man. And, um, you know. It's always love with those guys. When We went to Dave New York funeral. Shout out to, to the Tolman family and everybody who loved Dave New York. Shout out to Bishop Lamont. We both spoke at the at the services. Um, you know, you're a comedian, but the uh, the rabbi, you know, he, he did was, better he, than you, bro. He had bars, yo. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had punchlines that day, right? Yeah, man. And then it was too many of us, so he he got a little like, all right, it's time to get y'all niggas out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he right was up. like, at first it started out real like loving, right. and he was like, everyone's welcome to come right. and talk it. But it was great because it's like Dave's Jewish family from New York, and then it's like the Ruthless Riders, which is like the leather-clad bike crew, right. and they pulled up. How many of them was there? I, I don't even know how many of them there is. Like It was, it was, crazy, it was at son. least 100. It was crazy. It was deep. Something. It was deep. And then all of his and then, hip-hop. And then the hip-hop fan. Everybody had baseball oh. hats on and hoodies. And It was me, you, Illa J, Bishop yeah, Lamont, um, Red Matic. Exhibit. Exhibit. 
Um, yeah, a lot of love, man. Yeah, it was beautiful. And like I said, I, I never knew his last name was Tobin. I right. Thought his, I thought his name was New York. Dave New York. <laughs> Word up. Um, so you spent some time in Germany, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm an army brat, so. See? That's a, a, we just talked to an army brat. Everybody who come here is an army brat. Yeah. Really? Who else? Zaytoven. Zaytoven. <laughs> oh, word. I didn't know that. Okay. And it was, it was other people, too. I had a blast in Germany, though. Germany was a place where we used to get mixtapes sent to us. Mm-hmm. Our family mm-hmm. members from New York or Carolina or Jersey would send us the the newest Ron G mixtape. Ron G. You know what I mean? Yeah. When it was all beginning and just blooming. And mm-hmm. that's that's where I learned more about uh, hip-hop in Germany than I did anywhere else. Mm. I saw my first Run DMC Beastie Boys concert in Germany. So, okay. you know. You got inspired to do impressions from Cool Bubba Ice. <laughs> facts. Tell me, facts. Tell me more about that. Do you know Cool Bubba Ice? I do not. That's why I'm asking. Wow. So you got to... You got to put me on. Cool Bubba Ice. Y'all got to look him up. See, that's a, he's a New York guy. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the early guys that was on Def Comedy Jam. So Cool Bubba Ice was one of the first uh, MCs... Not MC. First Comedian. comedians that would do MCs. Mm-hmm. He do Red Man. He okay. does Tretch. I've never seen no one do Tretch and Red right. Man wow. to a T. So he has this medley that he does in one of his sets where he's doing... Biggie, uh, Tretch, Red Man, and all these different Method mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. and he's just ill with it. But when he first went on Def Comedy Jam, he did all impressions with like mm-hmm. cartoon characters, rappers, right. and so that was the first thing that showed me that impressions is a part of comedy, mm-hmm. especially this new energy of hip hop comedy that we got now. Mm-hmm. You know, what's your favorite impression to do? I don't have a favorite one to do. I think people have favorites that they like to hear me do. So everywhere I go is always Jay. Yes. You know, Jay's Russell, a classic from you and Russell as, as well. Chris Rock sometimes. But yeah, Jay is Thank always you for the, the, for the Russell impersonation, by the way. Oh, it, you're welcome. It's, it's you know, it's, it's no problem, you know. <laughs> okay. Thanks for me that you're 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 an MC with the record deal and you know, you you've been able to do your thing. <laughs> without without, you know, me and Def Jam, you know. You know what's crazy? No oh, you know what's crazy? <laughs> Most deaf. Most. You gotta say most. You know, they say I can't say most, but I say it. (laughs) I just can't pronounce it, you know. We got my man Supernatural in the back because Legend. He was here earlier and and that's there's an overlap with the comedy and and the hip hop because Mm -hmm. Supernat, um, you know, was doing biggie impersonation, MC impersonations as well. You know what I'm saying? Around that same time. Um that's how I met you. We met on Wild and Out. Right. So you had to come on and be funny, and but you, we all know you an MC, mm-hmm. but it does overlap now. The punchlines, you know what I mean. And I mean, you got MCs like Ludacris, mm-hmm. Meth, Redman. They all have witty mm-hmm. bars, and mm-hmm. you know Eric Sermon. Yeah, you know na 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 like Rocky. You know right. he, everyone in in all MCs have some kind of comedy bone in them, mm-hmm. and vice versa. There's a lot of comedians that people don't know can, can spit. Rap. Now, when I went on Wildin' Out, um. <laughs> Did you win? You he, he got down. That's, <laughs> look, that's how we met. Look, right. I was I was known on the on the show, and this is early while out. Mm-hmm. I was known for being the the guy who was going to take out anybody. Mm. But I already had the respect for him. Like I'm, I was already a fan. But I'm just sitting back listening, and he just roasted the whole team. He's one of the first guys that that didn't just say, "Hey Nick, come here, let me say something about you." Mm-hmm. He roasted the entire squad. But let me tell this you, why. Let me tell you why. Because y'all came, it was you, Nick, and a couple of the other dudes. I don't remember which ones, but it was y- y'all came to my dressing room. Oh god. And y'all was like, "Listen. Y'all was this is what these niggas said to me. They was like, "Yo, 
you know, it's all jokes and everything. <laughs> but when it comes to the, you know, the, the bar shit, like we go hard. So I just want to make sure you know that we're not going, you know, hold Go back. back. And I was like, oh shit, these niggas is about to embarrass Out me. Out of a threat. On television. Listen. I didn't know any of these niggas. Him, Cat, Cat Williams, Nick, any of them. So my plan was, I was like, yo. <laughs> you gonna what, kill him with Your plan worked, nigga. Right. Because you know, while out, you the way they did it was you did two, you did a bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, bar, 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 And the next I said, bar, bar, bar. I said, mm-mm. Boom, boom. And you, and you in the back over there, and I rapped <laughs> against the whole team. That shit was hilarious to me. Yeah, I loved it. That's, they do that more now on the show anyway. When I invented take that. One he, person, he invented well, that. There you go. And then the only other person that came behind you and tried it in the earlier seasons was, was Kanye. Okay. Mm. And he did his thing, but then this is the part they cut out. I battled Kanye on the on the show. They cut that they out. They cut it out. Did you battle him in Jay's voice? Nah, I just, I went as he, me. Because normally... I would put on my my you know yo listen yeah. I was doing all that you know right, animated the, right the comedy shit. the comedy shit but yeah. when he came on and he right. tried to go against the whole crew right I just spent time and gave him like eight bars right yeah I know, got I tried out for a while now so I got to do the uh, the battle uh, this past season I didn't make it but you know it was fun uh, it's all good you know yeah, opportunities cool. you know? I made the callback so I got I got that second put it on your resume right. call back for a while now <laughs> hello uh, speak a little about being on stage for talent shows uh, did your parents think that it was just like a hobby or is it something that they got into got you into or well me and my me and my father got into it when I decided I wanted to pursue entertainment full time because he's an army guy so mm. all he knows is structure and mm. security and go get the job with the six figures type mm. of deal mm-hmm. And I told him, I was like, well, Pop, you you drove me and my, my older brother. I was like, you drove us to every talent show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you was like front row mm-hmm. cheering and all that. So what makes you think that that goes away? Mm-hmm. Right. So I think a lot of parents don't understand how to recognize talent in their mm-hmm. kids. Because mm-hmm. there's no job fair for creatives mm-hmm. in school. Yeah. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. for, for people of color and marginalized people, a lot of what they know in our parents' generation is about survival. Yeah. And so it's like survival means... Nine For five. lack of a better word, it means keeping your head down and 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 making sure that you live to see another day. Making yeah. sure that you work hard and you provide for your family and you put that first. Right. You don't take no risks. You don't take no chances. Maybe people who have more opportunity and privilege, they could afford to take a year off college and mm-hmm. take a year traveling the world and, and figure out what they want to be. But we don't have the opportunity and the time and the privilege. It's the piggy bank that. mentality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Save up for a rainy day and this shit could all end tomorrow, nigga. Yeah. Right, you that's that's what right. my dad said. He's like, this shit could all end tomorrow. <laughs> Like, and he right about that because mm-hmm. our children's gonna see a world that we never imagined. Mm-hmm. Right, we live in you and me as as creatives and as artists and what we've been able to achieve. And Jasmine, you know, is is, is doing as well now. Um, he, our parents never imagined that that could be possible. Never, you understand? Even if they imagine a life in entertainment, you know, the idea of you and doing movies with Bernie Mac. Wow, never you know imagined. what I'm saying? I never imagined. Yeah, that you shit. you doing movies with Martin Lawrence? Like your parents probably watch Martin. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know my whole family did. Yeah, everybody get get around watch Martin, and you be like, I'm gonna be on that one day. Right? Okay, you know what I'm saying? And I'm yeah. not. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's it's not that's not their fault at all. 
You know what I'm saying? I was going to say one thing about my mom. My mom was a little bit different because even though she didn't like push to put me in acting classes from like the time I could talk, I was saying, oh, I'm going to be on TV. I'm going to be on TV. So it was ever like an audition or an open thing that was there. She would definitely take me. And when I told her I wanted to do acting classes, she paid for them for my first round. That's right. good. I mean, she was supportive. Yeah, mm -hmm. she was supportive. But yeah, you're right. But um, you, she also kicked you the fuck out the house. She did kick me the fuck out the house. <laughs> <laughs> So it's the yin and yang. It's the balance. It's yeah, the balance you gotta of life. balance that shit out. Yeah, you know. Um, so now, you went on Def Comedy Jam in 1996. Yeah. Right? That mm -hmm. was fairly early. It was extremely early. It aired in 96. I, I taped in 95. Okay, so that's... that's Fresh the, out of school. I mean, so that's mm -hmm. like the OG era. Yeah, it was the last era of New York. The yeah. New York Def Comedy Jam. The yeah. last season in New what York. What was that so, like? And who was the host? That was the year they did all-star hosts. Okay. So mm -hmm. everybody was there uh, from Chris Rock, uh, Chappelle, mm -hmm. Latifah hosted my, my episode, Jamie Foxx, Steve Harvey, mm -hmm. uh, Cedric. Wow. Everybody was on that, that last season hosting. Um, for me, it's almost like when you as an MC go, when you first was in a room mm -hmm. with all of your superheroes. Your mm -hmm. idols. Rakim, mm -hmm. Kane, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. G-Rap, like all these guys that run DMC. Mm -hmm. To be in a room where I'm rubbing elbows with all these people. And the way the Def Comedy Jam was filmed, there wasn't no VIP section or all that. Everyone right. just kind of, you know, mingled wherever they right, were. Right, right. So Russell's over here just kicking it. No security. Cedric up here talking, cracking jokes with Jamie. Mm -hmm. J. Anthony Brown's over here. Steve mm -hmm. Hart. Like it was crazy. Mm. So I'm like a kid from Fayetteville, North Carolina, just like, <laughs> right? Like, is this? I'm, am I in a wax museum? This right. shit's crazy. Like every famous comedian that you admire is there. So it was just one of those signals to me from God that I made the right decision to do this thing. Right. And I'm in the in the room full of greatness, so I can either follow their example mm -hmm. and become what they have become for themselves, mm -hmm. or I can, you know. Right. Just taste it a little bit and go back and right. you know, work in Walmart or some shit. Now no. was wasn't there a Def Comedy tour with yeah. Chappelle that you went on? Yeah, I didn't go on it. Mm -hmm. When it came through North Carolina, I would just open up a couple dates or right. like do some guest spots on there. So Chappelle was hosting one of them in Charlotte and uh I jumped on Okay, where yeah. now? Okay, so first of all, I do background work now. I'm like Holly Berry of background acting. Uh, Wait, what does that even mean? The Holly Berry <laughs> I'm in of background acting. Can I'm you like, explain that? I'm in every... You come out like, the water with your titties out? Like, listen, <laughs> no, no. I did do one titty one, but whatever. One I'm like, one. I'm like, <laughs> I'm featured in like... She had the Cyclops titty. <laughs> just one. I was the one with the Cyclops titty. titty. <laughs> um, no, I say that the because... The penis titty. <laughs> just one eye. <laughs> sorry <laughs> I didn't, it didn't make uh, sense <laughs> octagon to me anyway uh i say that because like i'm always featured in like background roles like you can always see me whatever but you actually met jim carrey doing extra work in man y'all went tour. deep in the goddamn Listen, internet oh, the, the people's, people's party, party the people want to know damn, what the it's people want to know party <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh i did, like, I did. How, yeah, who told you, you i knew jim carrey <laughs> who the fuck me and jim carrey used to rob Expensive art together. No, because you talk about being <laughs> in a room. going to have my social security number on the goddamn table in a second. I'm like, hey, Nick, uh. Listen, we know it all. We know it all here. <laughs> Shaking out information. Because <laughs> uh, you just talk about being surrounded by greats and, you know, being in that energy. So when you, when that, when your first encounter with him, like, did he say anything that resonated with you? Did you get yeah, that? so, so uh, again, I, I'm a, I'm a spiritual dude. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm a nigga, but I'm a spiritual dude. Um, <laughs> 
And, and I, I pay attention to signs. I pay mm-hmm. attention to the voice of whatever you believe in. But the higher power for me, I was fresh out of school, uh, two weeks out uh, of graduating. And my boy called me. He said, he said, hey, man, they're doing a, a, a black version of Ace Ventura in South Carolina. You should call this number mm-hmm. and just tell them you want to get on the, on the film. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, a black version of Ace Ventura? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's a movie. It's That's the black not, version, so there's no, there's no stakes in that. Like it's right. a cheap version of Ace Ventura. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's playing the lead, but mm-hmm. all right, cool. So when I called the number, I was like, "Hey guys, you guys doing the black Ace Ventura?" <laughs> and he was, and it was a white dude on the phone. He's like, "Oh, not quite, not quite." Uh, <laughs> well, we're doing Ace Ventura Part Two. Nature calls. In nature calls. And uh, we, you ever we, seen this movie? We have a couple of niggas in it. Yeah, there's a couple of niggas in <laughs> it. We, we, yeah, he's in Africa, so we're gonna need a, a few of you black guys. Yeah, a few hundred. A few hundred. As many as we can find. What's that Red Fox shit? It got more niggas in the Tarzan movie. Facts. <laughs> so that was really that. I, you know, I signed up to do extra work in Ace Ventura 2, which which turned out to be one of those signs. So one day we're at lunch. And again, it's literally hundreds of niggas right, in right. South Carolina oh, playing Africans. Right. <laughs> and uh, I'm the light-skinned African. Uh <laughs> And so the AD comes in or second AD comes into the lunchroom and, and was like, does anyone in here dance? It's a room full of niggas. But, uh, what do you think? What? 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 <laughs> so does anyone in here dance? Uh-huh. And so, but everyone pointed to me and my other homie, uh, was nice. comedian, because we was like dancers. Nice, nice. Yeah. And it was a point to us and it was like, all right, come with us. Mm-hmm. And so literally, I tell the story all the time when people get caught up in the hype of, of believing your own shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when Hollywood starts to boost you up Mm -hmm. i learned early how you're not supposed to buy into that Mm. shit so for Mm. about two hours Mm -hmm. we became principal Mm -hmm. so when we went they wanted us to shoot a pickup scene with jim carrey and Mm -hmm. we had to do some african dance moves Mm -hmm. but they treated us like we was leads Mm -hmm. for two hours Mm -hmm. and then back to they took us in the van they got us whatever drink we wanted Mm -hmm. they had us in a in a trailer like it was like oh we made it yeah right but Mm -hmm. i i saw what was going on my boy he was on some, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get used to this. I'm going to get comfortable. I'm going to wear this shit. And I was like, nah, this shit going to end in about yeah. 20 minutes. 20 more minutes when we yeah. shoot the scene. So anyway, I shoot the scene with Jim, and it was literally just me, him, and my boy wow. on the set. And I was able to just say, man, you really influenced my my comedy style, being so animated, and I loved and living color and all of that. Mm-hmm. And we exchanged some words, and he was like, you know, really appreciative and really down to earth. But it was one of those signs where I was like, man, out of all these hundreds of niggas, mm-hmm. I end up meeting one of the guys that influenced me fresh right. out of school. That was the reason you were supposed to be on that set. That was the reason. See, mm-hmm. and you were the Denzel of background right then. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, go, I, and I had both titties out. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Literally. <laughs> both titties. I don't know if y'all niggas know this. Uh-huh. Soul Train. Oh, that's where I was about to okay, go. Okay, you was going. No, no let's go. Let's we go. Talked let's about go. That. Because we talked about Because like my dancer segue. Oh, I got so you. I was dancing and then Soul Train. You MC. <laughs> you got transitions. You got yeah. you got bars. I got, I got segways, you. nigga. I got you, nigga. Okay. But yeah, tell me about that. Tell me about Soul Train. And not only tell me about Soul Train, but tell me if you was ever in any hip-hop music videos. Okay. Uh, Soul Train. <laughs> Soul Train was, when I first moved to L.A., mm-hmm. I always loved Soul Train. And as a dancer, you know, we used to watch that shit and, and want to be on mm-hmm. there and, and mm-hmm. you know you start to know dancers yeah you start to know them by name and by style right, like, right, yo, right, right. that's so and so and you know from the clubs at that point too because you're like you see them at the clubs and then you see them on Soul Train exactly yeah. you know and and as you know back in the early 
in the early 90s is when every rapper had dancers. Mm-hmm. So I was a huge fan of Fendi and Marquez mm-hmm. from EPMD and, oh, you know, okay. The, the Peekaboo and Rubber Band. Peekaboo Rubber Band, yeah. All the Henry Mop Top Stretch, dancers. Mop Top, Mysterious Misfits. Link, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There was MCs too, right? Yeah. They became MCs because they were so nice with the dancing. Exactly. Like, fuck it, I might as well get a deal. Why not? <laughs> so I was always paying attention to dancers. So when I, I moved to LA, I came out here for comedy and acting. Mm-hmm. But I was like, uh, one of my one of my other comedian homeboys who could who could dance, he was like, yo, come down to uh, Soul Train. We down there on every every weekend. And they pay us in cold chicken, but it's... Uh, <laughs> what, you didn't get paid? They, Soul Train? No, cold chicken. Oh, Don Cornelius? No. Zero dollars. Oh, yeah. So you just, that was He's just famous. exposure that yeah, was I, I looked words. at it. I looked at it as, you know, it's a legendary show. It's mm-hmm. exposure, it's dance. That's it's how Don Cornelius looked at it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, don't get me started on Don Cornelius. <laughs> Listen, you get paid for audience work around here. No, nah, that's not, just not Soul, Soul Train, Train, nigga. Yeah, Soul Train was, was that's blasphemous. Different. That's a different beast. It was very blasphemous. But yeah, Don Cornelius, he ain't pay nobody. And, um... So that that's where I met Alan. Mm-hmm. Alan was like sixteen. Mm-hmm. Nigga had two uh, Pocahontas braids. He, he showed us the pictures. He, used to be he showed us the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> he used to be doing the stripper dance, whatever this shit was. All this shit. <laughs> he was doing that shit heavy. Oh, uh, what was your favorite Soul Train move? What was your go-to? Uh, I, I mean, I was I was a rubber band. Uh, flexible guy so I did <laughs> a lot of shit on the floor and twisting my body up like I would get on the ground I can't do the shit now but I will get on the ground and pull my head my foot oh, wow. my head and it was some crazy shit, <laughs> shit. Now, now I just sit in chairs and sip water <laughs> you did dancing before comedy oh yeah, yeah. I'm a dancer first how does dancing first. influence you overall as an artist rhythm okay. timing mm. timing okay so even as a as a if I'm producing beats, mm-hmm. if I'm writing, if I'm improving comedy, mm-hmm. it's all about the timing. It's the same principles. Mm-hmm. If you study any kind of music or mm-hmm. you know, but dance is the thing that taught me how to just listen, mm-hmm. listen to what's going on. What is the music telling you to do? So if I'm in a scene with Bernie Mac and Sam Jackson, what is the scene mm-hmm. telling me to do? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Me and you've been on stage before. It's mm-hmm. like. Yo, hey, if you want to rock, rock this this section, yeah. what is the the energy telling me to do? Right. Google you know? that. Google Afion Crockett, the Tyler Quali in Hawaii. Hawaii. I will. And it's, <laughs> Noodles. Dancing teaches you to let go, too, because, like, when you're, like, white people are some of the freest dancers I've ever seen. Man. Because they get on the floor and they just be getting it in. They don't care about rhythm, like no time, one is nothing. Watching. They be dancing to the title. Listen. <laughs> Like, how do you even hear that shit? Nigga? But it's like you, you're so free, and that's like a you know a, a freeing thing. Like if you're like having writer's block or something like that, you can go and just dance and just like do a freestyle of dance, and then go yeah. back to it, and your mind's free and ready to create. I always say dance is the one form of artistic expression that uses no words. Mm-hmm. But if you do it right, people can tell exactly how you're feeling. So if you can master expressing with no words, by the time you gotta use words and mm-hmm. pen something, mm-hmm. you a fucking beast. Now, you were born in Fayetteville? Yeah. Okay. Uh, J. Cole, do you have a relationship with him? Somewhat. Mm-hmm. Like, I know him. We've, we've rapped about certain things, but I would, I'm not the kind of nigga that's like, yo, that's my boy. Right, right, right. But we do know each other. Right, and obviously the city proud of him and everything. He's, he's the young king. He's young Simba. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Um, you know what I mean? You, uh, <laughs> you did the album, <laughs> Watch the Clone. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and you imitated J Cole. It's you and J Cole doing a song together, and you having a fucking conversation with this nigga, <laughs> which and it sound like him, but I know it's you. So I'm listening to this shit. I'm like, 
and you're like, yo. Co, what? Yeah. And you're like, hey, Fion, you co for this one? And you're like, oh, thanks, my nigga. <laughs> this, nigga's, this nigga's really I did that talking throughout himself. The album, yeah, yeah. No, okay, so your Jay-Z is famous, right? Uh-huh. And I was, I was impressed with your Kanye. I wasn't just impressed with the Kanye voice. I was impressed with the Kanye bars, mm. especially the second verse. And I, I'm like, which Yo, song? The um, the the, the, watch the, the, clones, the, the, the the title song. No, the the, the passion for fashion. Passion for, I got oh, a yeah, passion yeah. for fashion. Yeah, <laughs> the passion for fashion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that shit. That shit. Right. No, I, like, I wrote some shit. Right, but you made the beats too. <clears throat> yeah, those beats was dope, my nigga. Like, Thank you, my like nigga. The, you like what nigga? What do you don't do? Play basketball. <laughs> okay, you told the him the only thing I don't do is play basketball. But I, you know, I like the two chains one. The two chains shit. Oh, the nigga said, "What fuck is nonsense? What's the shit? What the hell is nonsense? What's the, <laughs> what the big old sensation? Screen twelve, my education. I try to say, it, I try to say, it, I try to say, it, I try to say. It. I try to say. Press me about nonsense. <laughs> what the hell is nonsense? <laughs> 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 my mama told me I don't have to say it. I Ike Turner, I anime, it. I beat it up, I beat it down. Tim Turner. Eat it now. Eat the cake. Eat the cake. You say to me, to me, eat the cake. Now, now I'm going to tell you what's funny about this song. It has two chains. If And somebody can correct me if I'm wrong because y'all got the computers two over chains. there. Two chains. I think Sorry. two chains went to college. No, two chains Very is a brilliant man. Which is what makes that song hilarious. MC. Exactly. That's what makes the song hilarious. And then the Jay-Z shit. Was t- don't Mm-mm. talk about my motherfucking kids. And then they talk about his kid in every line of the song. <laughs> <laughs> And the hook is don't talk about my motherfucking kid. But the fucking E40 shit, my nigga. Has E40 heard this shit? I don't know. Can you do some of that E40 I shit? I, I I didn't do an E40. So oh, that wasn't you? My boy Jevin. Oh, okay. So I was giving you props for that because I was like. No, no, no. My boy I was like, Jevin. Oh, that was really E40. <laughs> no, if you saw, we did a Eminem and Dre video. Uh, okay. Detox. Okay. Uh, and that's on the album too. So Jev did like three characters. He did. He did. Dre, Meek Mill, okay. and, and um, E-40. The Dre Eminem shit, my nigga. Again, if you listen to the story, yeah, it's bars. Like, I wrote I wrote the whole album as these people. Mm-hmm. That nigga Dre said, <laughs> that nigga Dre said, I'm not, I'm not giving you d- detox because I'm waiting for features from Easy e and Big. <laughs> <laughs> It'll never come out, nigga. That's just crazy. Yeah, we wrote a whole story going back and forth of M just begging for him to put out detox and all of the and Dre just hitting them off with casual reasons why not right no, it's, like, look at my arms I think I start wrestling I start wrestling yeah <laughs> I'm gonna give a bitch hip hop and start wrestling but yeah, shout out to my boy Jevin Smith Jevin yeah. is another dope he did a great job on that shit man oh yeah he, but that's E-40 that's him all day oh that he said I mean I thought it was E-40 when that shit came on oh yeah <laughs> yeah that shit was crazy that almost is just a great way to showcase all of your talents because it's a lot of times where people have all these different things they do and like, oh my gosh, how do I do it? And you showcase that you're writing, your uh, your comedy, your beat skills. Like that's just like freaking a great art. project. And y'all, thank you. And y'all are, you know, some of the, the few people that actually can hear it the way it's supposed to be heard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I, I don't put anything past you, nigga. Oh yeah, you know. You know what it is, man. Um, How'd you get on Wildin' Out? Was that your first exposure? It wasn't my first exposure, but it was the first thing that made me relevant no, no, def, to this def generation. Def yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Def Comedy Jam was first. And then when I got to LA, I was doing like little spot gigs, uh, spot. Soul Train. <laughs> <laughs> but when the money started coming, it was like, <laughs> I was doing stuff like CSI New York. Right, and, right. You know what I mean? NYPD Blue. Okay. And doing little dramatic stunts. And Did then, you have to show your ass? 
Nah. One <laughs> Look, they the, did that on that show a lot. That's, the first that's time I'm I ever sure my age for that joke. That's an old joke from the fucking Tonight Show era and shit. Right. <laughs> Take my wife, please. <laughs> Fuck out of here. But not only the first time I showed my ass was in Fifty Shades of Black with uh, <laughs> Marla Wayans. But yeah, that's a whole other story. That. You was the weekend. Uh, I, exactly. The weekday. <laughs> the weekday. Oh, uh, why didn't you get an ass double? Nah, fuck that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Tell the word to kiss my motherfucking ass. But uh, what were we talking about? Uh, Wildin' Out. Yeah. So Wildin' Out was uh, Nick, of course. I saw him in Vegas at a time. Mm. Uh, they were doing one of those radio um, rooms and one of the award shows. Yeah. Everybody I, be in the room. Everybody be in the room. So we're circulating and I saw him. He was like, yo, I'm about to do this show at MTV. Um, it's perfect for you, man. You mm. on. Like, you just got to come audition for MTV. Turns out I had to audition like five times for these <laughs> niggas. I was like, God damn. Like, I really got what it takes. Like, right. what's, the, what's the word? Mm-hmm. So, jumped through all them hoops, and then we shot the pilot. They loved it, and that's the rest is literally history. Like, right. this shit is still running to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, mm-hmm. the original squad, I kind of missed the original squad. Like, it was me, D-Ray, Cat, mm-hmm. Mikey Day, Gene Hung, Leonard. Funny mm-hmm. shit. Uh, Rasika, mm-hmm. uh, Naima Funk. Like, mm-hmm. we just had... The difference back then was we were all comedians. Mm-hmm. That could do other things, you know. Some of us could rap, some of us could dance. Right. Some some were just really great at improv, mm-hmm. but we were focused on comedy. I think now, um, everyone's like, you know, we got battle rappers mm-hmm. on there. Mm-hmm. You got more of the, like the internet comedians or whatever. So the the energy's a little different, but they still have taken it to a level that's like right. undeniable. Um, what lessons have you learned from just the drive and the ambition of Nick Cannon? I always say Nick is a genius. You know, mm-hmm. people have their own preconceived notions of him mm-hmm. and and their judgments of him. Mm-hmm. But I've witnessed this dude doing seven things right. at a time from right. on set. Like he's talking to executives about the next show while he's making a beat mm-hmm. in one headphone. And then he jumps on stage, he's hosting, and mm-hmm. then he's freestyling. He can really spit. Yes, he can. You know what I mean? He can actually dance. Mm-hmm. He can do impressions. Like he... he, he He's just a, a great creator and he's a he's a great visionary. Yeah. A lot of people don't have the the visionary part in their game. Mm. They just go about they, they keep moving forward just hoping something's gonna happen and right. hoping this is gonna succeed. Nick make it happen. Nick has the vision to know it's gonna happen and mm. he knows how to bring the pieces together. So that's a that to me that's a very uh rare skill. Right. To have. Um you at a certain point got your own show in the flow with Avion Crockett, mm-hmm. working with Jamie Foxx. <laughs> right. Um what happened with that show and what did you learn from working with someone as iconic as Jamie Foxx? Um, I learned that when you work with a legend like that, like there's always going to be a difference in how to approach something. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Legends have there. He has his way. And mm-hmm. Jamie, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Jamie Foxx. Uh, he's one of the yeah, most versatile. He's amazing. One of the most versatile dudes uh, that ever did it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just a, a, a matter of, Saul and David, mm. you know what I mean? Like Saul wanted David to have the 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 sword and the shield and the helmet, and David was like, "Uh, I'm I'm a slingshot dude. Right. Like that's that's my method. So if you can get past that, it's a it's a good thing. But I learned that Jamie Foxx is one of the greatest storytellers mm-hmm. ever. It's him and Charlie Murphy are mm-hmm. the two guys. Yeah, rest in peace, Charlie Murphy. Mer- rest in peace. That's one of my dudes right mm-hmm. there. But him and Charlie Murphy, mm-hmm. as far as like people. You just sitting around with a group of people mm-hmm. telling stories. 
by far unmatched the two of them, Jamie Foxx and Charlie Murphy. Yeah, Jamie Foxx is so. We were up. just having a debate <clears throat> about, uh, <clears throat> not with people against each other, but who was better, Will Smith or Jamie Foxx. And Jamie Foxx won because of uh, Ray and stuff like that. Like, because it's like he can do, he can play a character. He can what were y'all basing it on, though? We were just basing it on like overall career, overall talent. Because Will can do dr- dr- drama, he can do comedy, and a yeah, lot of people can't do both. talent, I think even Will would say, you know, Jamie, Jamie Jamie's Fox. just a rare breed. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like people sleep on Will, especially on the, the MC side. Mm-hmm. When Will was doing mixtapes and them live uh, joints with uh, Ready Rock, see? Yeah, live from Union Square and all that. Bruh. He's an MC, like he's... Oh, no, Will, Will is cut from the, from the original OG cloth. Or original. MC. Like, you know, Jazzy <laughs> Jeff invented... Scratches, you understand what I'm saying? Like the people, people don't understand the, the true history of of, of Philadelphia hip hop right. and what Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff represented. And Will Smith, it, what you talked about with Nick Cannon, it was a similar thing. Right. He had a clarity of mm-hmm. vision that was beyond That's that Libra. Yeah, most people understood. All right, Miss Cleo, they're both li- <laughs> Nick Cannon and Will Smith are both Libras. I'm t- That's I'll, not I'll a coincidence. It. I'll take it. I'm, I'll take it. <laughs> whatever it is, it's in the water. I will take it. Yeah, you know, Will understood that Will Smith had more in addition to offer mm-hmm. yeah. than the Fresh Prince and and, and, and Jazzy Jeff mm-hmm. as yeah. a group. He's like, the Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff, as great as this is, this is a platform and a vehicle for me to do this other Will Smith thing. And right. then when this Will Smith thing, like I've I've read his his uh his interviews back in the days when he was like he looked at the box office numbers. He right. was like, all the dope movies got aliens in them, all the all the yeah. highest rated movies got aliens. He put the formula together. Yeah, he put mm-hmm. it he put it together very strategically right. to the point where it's like once he got on and then the show, the fucking TV show is about him. Mm-hmm. TV yeah. show's about his journey and he's like, yo, I'm bringing my man's with me. You know, what I'm, I'm bringing Jeff in. Yeah. I'm bringing Charlie Mack in. I'm bringing you know what I'm saying like I'm bringing I'm bringing Philly in. You know what I'm saying. But here's what a lot of people miss about Will Smith mm-hmm. is his journey wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. When he first came out as a teen rapper, he got a million and blew it, mm-hmm. went into debt, mm-hmm. figured out a way to build himself back up, mm-hmm. got the TV show. Mm-hmm. After the TV show, he couldn't get in a movie. Yeah. He was playing small roles. He was in that movie with uh, Ted Danson and Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, uh, I forget the name the, of it. The, but cat, the cowboy shit, American... I for, yeah, I, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. though. I only remember him <laughs> starring in movies. I don't even know. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, you got to really pay attention because it's real easy to say, oh, he's he's charismatic and he just made it. It was mm-hmm. easy for him. But nah, he, he's putting in some serious work. Oh, right. And sure. in every role, getting his body right or gaining certain weight or mm-hmm. whatever he needs to do to get focused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That motherfucker's a machine. Now, Will, um, <clears throat> you know, speaking of Will... On the Ali, the Michael Mann Ali movie, like he mm. went through a lot of physical changes and he was trying to do stuff with his voice. He became a boxer. Yeah, he like became he a boxer. Actually, became a boxer. Yeah, I would say that's the fucking alpha and omega of impression. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I think people um, sometimes um, try to ridicule, ridicule impressions right. um, and think that that's mm. not. They don't understand the skill that's behind it. Um, Jamie Foxx, somebody you work with closely. Jamie Foxx comes from the comedy world. Mm. Jamie Foxx is also a singer. You know what I'm saying? He's also, he's also a bluesman, right? A great one, yeah. Muse- a, a classically trained pianist. Right, so he <clears> was <throat> born to play Ray Charles. Synergy. But, but when I watch Ray, Ray, and the one of the reasons why Ray is so good is not just because Jamie Foxx is the excellent actor that he is, not just because he's the excellent musician that he is, but because he's a comedian. Mm-hmm. And because he's a comedian, there's also impression in there. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? And some people will criticize that. I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen criticisms of Ray that says Jamie is just doing an impression. Right. And because he's doing an impression, I'm going to be dismissive of it. Right. But I feel the exact opposite. You're known as an impression guy. Right. How do you feel about the criticisms of, of impression? Well, for one, I don't, I don't call myself an impressionist. I call okay. myself an actor right. who plays the part. Mm -hmm. So if I'm playing Jay, I'm going to play I'm Jay. doing that character. I'm if doing I'm playing a cowboy mm -hmm. from a different era, I'm going to play that cowboy, cowboy from a different era. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, I feel like Robert Glasper, fuck your feelings. Like right. People going to have criticisms about everything. So <laughs> I don't really pay attention to people that say uh, Atheon is better than Jay Farrell or Jay Farrell's mm -hmm. better than Eric Spears. Like, I don't give a mm -hmm. fuck about none of that shit. Like, right. I, when it comes to criticism, right. I feel like critics and criticism comes from people who don't do what we do. And it's just real easy to sit back on that phone. Ain't that the truth? And and I see you going back and forth on Twitter with niggas. No, like you, he stays. He I do. stays. You know what I mean? Every day. Responding to motherfuckers. But it's like, I, I shut all that shit down. I, mm -hmm. if, you, if you don't rock with me, speaking of Ray Charles, he said, why am I going to concern myself with a, a few hundred people that don't fuck with me when there's millions that do. I'm just yeah. gonna focus on the millions. First of all, people shit on comedy or put like comedy's like place like lower in the entertainment realm of things, but comedy is one of the <laughs> hardest things to do because everybody can't do co comedy. You can do drama, but it's like very hard to teach comedic timing. And then when you have impressions, it's like a real art form for you to be able to not only talk in someone's voice, but answer in the personality that they would answer in because it's one thing to right. just be able to talk like them but in your on your CD you yeah. actually took on their personalities as well not just their voice and that's a true yeah, art yeah I wasn't trying to be funny yeah. I just became right. them mm -hmm. in each instance and the lyrics just, is funny though. just let it happen yeah mm -hmm. some of the lyrics definitely <laughs> had had the comedic edge to it but but it's it's a real story in each song um you um <clears throat> really did well Utilizing social media, particularly YouTube, and then right. later I think Instagram. Um, what led you to understand that that could be such a great weapon in your arsenal? Keeping it a thousand, I didn't realize how to use it properly at first. Mm -hmm. I just was putting shit out, mm -hmm. and that came from when I was on Wild and Out, and then we did a, another show called Short Circuits. After that, I would pitch ideas that they didn't want to do, mm -hmm. and I was like, I know this shit is funny, right? <laughs> And so me and my boys was like, yo, let's just do it try, let's do it ourselves. Right. And so that became like my mixtape uh, to, to the streets. Like, I'm going to put out this comedy shit, and then you watch me on Wildin' Out too. But I just started tape. putting out my own shit, and it caught on. Mm -hmm. And the first one that caught on was when me and my boy John know we did Lil Wayne and Joel Santana. Mm hmm and we did a spoof of Black Republicans. <laughs> so the, the ones they did on the, the mixtape, the right. joint mixtape. And that motherfucker, like first we did making the band spoofs. Mm -hmm. And that got really, you know, popular and Diddy saw it and he wanted to co-sign it. And <laughs> it was a whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. And it was very popular, but it was getting like two, 3,000 views a day. Mm -hmm. And we was cool with that. It was like, shit, niggas are seeing our, our stuff. Mm -hmm. right. it's, it's, getting, it's getting views. We dropped that Lil Wayne Jewels joint Let's say around 4 p.m. Mm -hmm. I'm watching this like 20,000. I was like, oh shit, we <laughs> made it 20,000. <laughs> Nigga, at 5 p.m., 400,000. And that shit just kept spinning, spinning, spinning. So mm -hmm. I was like, oh, rap parodies. That's yeah, what these that's niggas it. want. Right. So that, I, I kind of stumbled on it, but I didn't do the, the, you know, people 
campaign for subscribers. I didn't mm-hmm. realize the the value of su- subscribers. Right, so click and subscribe to this click channel. Click and subscribe. Yeah, I was just putting mm-hmm. shit out randomly, mm-hmm. and then there's a certain purity to that. <laughs> I looked at it. You know, it, yeah. it's funny you say that. I look at the way I put shit out, like Prince and Sade. I do it when I feel it. Mm. Right. And it, you know, sometimes it helps. Sometimes it, you know, depending on what the algorithm is for <laughs> this, the, the systems that you're on or the, the site that you're on, it could help or hurt. But, uh, you know, most people like to crank shit out. Like, let's mm-hmm. crank, crank, crank. It's but, funny how you said you called uh, your video making mixtapes because I don't think anyone's uh, referred to it as, as that before. And we're always comparing how comedy and rap are so similar. And it's like, yeah. if that's not your special, so you're just putting out side things until you have your next You know who, who coined that phrase and, and said that to me? He was like, um, yo, you got to keep putting out the videos, yo. And I was like, nah, I'm tired of doing that shit. He's like, nah, in, in between your big projects, mm-hmm. you got to put that shit out like mixtapes. Right. Clue. Mm. It comes from a, a mixtape mix guy. Tape, right. So naturally so. You spoke in an interview about making Martin Lawrence break character yeah. while you were working on Welcome Home, Roscoe wow. Jenkins. Yeah. What did you do? I was I was I was doing the the lines, but within the lines, like Malcolm Lee directed that. Yeah, and I want to take the time to say that movie for me is a personal favorite of mine. I feel like it's an underrated comedy classic, especially in terms of black film. Malcolm Lee is a wonderful director. I enjoy a lot of his films. For sure. That might be my favorite. That the the cast and what y'all did on that movie, man, is I, I feel like that movie has an incredible replay value. Mm-hmm. I feel like people it was kinda it was kinda so dope when it came out that it was overwhelming, I think. Yeah, and like you said, uh everyone's in it. James Earl Jones. Yeah, man, Cedric. And- Cedric, Mike Epps, uh yeah, Martin, man. Joy Bryant, um, Michael Clark Duncan, rest in peace. Yeah, brought the A game too. Everybody brought the A game. Everybody Monique. Monique. Yeah. Oh, you know Monique. what I'm saying? So yeah, and I'm the, I'm the young buck that they mm. giving this, this shot to. So we're in the scene, and Martin's boys told me after this movie, this is my first time meeting and working with Martin. Mm. They were saying how they were waiting to see me like break mm. in a, in a way of like they said most young people that work with Martin they get scared, and when the when right. the lights come on and the cameras roll, they shy away. And for me, it was my Iverson moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was like, I, he's one of my idols, mm. but I'm. Right now, if right. you can catch this crossover. Right. But I wasn't even trying to do it like from a cocky standpoint. It was just me saying, I'm funny too. Mm-hmm. You're one of my biggest inspirations. Mm-hmm. And I want to play on this court with you. Mm-hmm. And whatever I was doing, I was freestyling. And the reason I brought up Malcolm Lee is Malcolm just lets me go. He knows right. my rhythm. Right. So I said something stupid. Mm-hmm. And Martin looked at me and he just turned his head and started <laughs> snickering. And for me, it was for me, it was That's an it. overwhelming satisfaction yeah. to have one of my my heroes laughing at some stupid shit I'm doing wow. in the moment. Speaking of your heroes, you worked with Jamie Foxx. What's like one of your favorite lessons learned from him? Jamie is is a great salesman. So we used to we we had pitched uh another show before and we went around to different pitch meetings. And I would just watch his energy mm-hmm. in the room. If you've ever been in a pitch meeting, you know you're sitting around with the suits and they come in there and they're they're like this. Right. Right. Jamie will come in the room and make it feel like a like a party, mm-hmm. like a people's party. So instead of waiting for them to sit down and and say, All right, guys, here's the idea that we have for you. 
from the time they walk in the door and they're still gathering themselves and they're still getting water and shit, he's like, man, let me tell you something, man. This shit is crazy. Y'all don't even understand what y'all, <laughs> man, this is time. Right now is time. Right. And he would go in right. and make everyone feel like they're part of this exclusive club. It's like they're the executives that we're pitching to. Mm-hmm. But he made them feel like he was a part of their entourage. And mm-hmm. so I just learned the, the, the value of affecting people in a way that takes them out of their their right. their norm and whatever they're doing on their day-to-day shit. Another comedian that you work with who's an OG in the game and putting a lot of work is Marlon Wayans. Oh man. And oh, big bro. I feel like cousin Ray Ray for me personally is is <laughs> my favorite character that you that you've done. That's a lot of yeah. Ray uh, Ray resonated. He did, <laughs> man, and it's like you're from Fayetteville, you represent in this uh LA character. Yeah. Um yo Walk me through that. Walk me through that scene with the furniture, bro. Like when the furniture fell on you. I mean, that's another movie that I think is an underrated comedy classic. I think Marlon Wayne's Haunted House uh, was under the, the radar first one for sure. Yeah, I, mean, I, both I agree. Them, but the first one for sure was Marlon saying, "I'm gonna step out from the family and do mm. it my my vision, do it my way." Yeah. That shit was hilarious. Yeah, man, that shit is like belly laughs, and he's funny in that shit. He's incredible. In <laughs> you it. know what I mean? Um. But yeah, the furniture scene, honestly, they wrote it like that. I had some moments of, of mm-hmm. improv, like when I was telling him, um, how you gonna let somebody fuck? else how, how you gonna <laughs> let somebody else fuck your girl? How you gonna let a ghost fuck your girl, cuz? You ain't let me fuck her first, honey. <laughs> you know, and, and all the shit that he was saying and my response to right. it, like, what do you mean he was disinterested? Like he he had somewhere better to be, honey? Like he yeah. had you know <laughs> right. what I mean? one pant leg in, one pant leg out. Yeah. So all that shit was just me going off off the head, but the line, what happened to your furniture, cuz, and uh, I don't give a fuck, Keisha. <laughs> it was written, but it's in how I said it right. that made that shit resonate. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But I love L.A. Like, I've been in L.A. 21 years, so oh, I got the character from just all the L.A. love I would get in the streets. Mm-hmm. Even, like, rest in peace, Nip. Like, when Nip, <laughs> Nip saw me... He would approach me like that. He's yeah. like, hey, look here, nigga. Hey, you, you, you that nigga right now. You feel me? Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Come on down to the store. You know what I'm saying? We're going to lace you, nigga. Mm-hmm. But he was like that. Like, that's the L.A. Mm-hmm. vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, you think you about to get banged on, but they showing you love. Like, right. hey, quality nigga. Hey, you know what it is, right. Hammy? Hey, nigga, that get by, nigga. Right. It helped a nigga get right. by, nigga. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> on everything right. I love, nigga. I on everything, nigga. I get by, nigga. Help me get yeah. by, nigga. You know what's funny? I Jesse Terrero came up here. And he said the same shit about Snoop Dogg working on Soul Plane. He was like, when Snoop Dogg was, he said he thought he about to get banged on. Yeah. And Snoop was giving him a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to read the energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny watching you go into your impressions because you can like see the other person like coming out. It's kind of like in The Nutty Professor when Sherman Clump was like trying to break through the buddy love. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you can like see it like <laughs> the character coming out. And then it like went down to your hands when you were doing the, uh, the yeah, LA Yeah, I do guy. transform. Like head to toe. I don't know where it comes from. I just, again, I embody the person yeah. because to me, that's going to sell the whole thing right. instead of just doing a voice. Who do, uh, do Jay-Z, single Jay-Z for all my <clears throat> Beyonce fans that attack me, but like single Jay-Z try to pick me up in the club. What you, what do, what's, do, do, just, but just, what's that even mean? That's what, what? <laughs> what's you, that you, I'm a married man. I can't, like. I'm talking about when you were single. Like yeah, past. but I'm not single. Oh, so you don't want to think that <laughs> yeah, you way. You got to come out. You in the past right now. All right, my fault. We I'm, in, I'm in the future. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I embody this whole thing. Okay. You don't want to eliminate too. 
there was no lemonade to begin with. <laughs> it's all about how you approached it. <laughs> was it really lemonade? Was it? Yeah. We just made a lot of money off y'all. Oh. <laughs> y'all believe everything. <laughs> Stop believing what you read in the blogs. That's man. hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, so this man is the voice, man. Rest in peace, the guru. I'm on that new gangster album. Shout out to Dave oh, J. Word. Cole. He's on that. J. Cole's on um, it. The Guru said it's mostly the voice. You're doing the voice, Jay-Z voice. Let's talk about a voiceover work. Ooh. Right, right, um, right. Money, money. You worked on Robot Chicken. Yeah. You worked on Family Guy. Mm-hmm. You worked on The Boondocks. Boondocks. You worked on Freak Nick the Musical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did all that. Yeah, man. Um, talk to us about, <clears throat> you know, that voiceover game, that voiceover You bag. forgot one. Which that one? we did. Oh, the the um the blockhead shit. The blockheads. Blockheads. I forgot. That was me that. and you. That's right. We co-star. That's right. Yeah. That shit came out online. It came out. It came it's out. Still out. Yeah. I, I've never seen that shit. Did Boondocks? Rest in peace, uh, John Witherspoon, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, rest in peace to Pops. One of the, Pops. One of the funniest, funniest, cool. He is an institution. Like I, I was right. I wrote on my Instagram like. My parents knew him from Barnaby Jones wow. and Hollywood Shuffle. Yeah, you know? I, oh, I knew him from Hollywood Shuffle. Yeah, too, like yeah. like we knew him from Hollywood Shuffle, but really we 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 got to know him in in House Party, House Party, and Friday. Dance now with your big ass. The way yeah. boomerang and all them all them bang, bang, all them bang, bang, right bang, bang. right. He transcended yeah. every generation. He touched generation every generation and, and did it in a way that was relevant, like the Quincy Jones, yeah, of comedy, like and relevant. And and respected, mm-hmm. super relevant, super relevant. Yeah. And everything he touched, he was super relevant, and it took off and. And succeeded. everything was unique about him is everything he touched. He played a character that he invented. Yeah. If you right. brought him to the table, you bringing him to the table <clears throat> to bring some shit that he came up with. Right. You write you you invite John Witherspoon because you like I need that voice I need that pop. look that shit he do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, with all his characters, and that's 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 hard to do. And it wasn't like it wasn't like some made up Pee Wee Herman type shit. You know what I'm saying? It was like, and you know, respect to Paul Rubens. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect. Yeah, for sure. For but sure. but it was like this is but who Paul I am. Rubens I'm, I'm a nigga Herman, from Detroit. Oh yeah, Paul Rubens and Pee Wee Herman are far stretched from <laughs> right. from each other. Right. You know what I mean? But you know, Friday, you know, Spoon came to the table with, it's it's. It's an honor for people to be able to see you for what you bring to the table and mm-hmm. trust that you're gonna bring that thing. And like mm-hmm. you said, he a dude from Detroit, and mm-hmm. he he had that that character, that energy, and that you know. Yeah, he's the model. Cadence. He was Ebony Man. Oh, man. I didn't know that. He's the model in Ebony. Wow. Like I I call myself that. I call myself Ebony Man Apollo Legend because you know I was growing up. Those are the two best things a black man could be. Right. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. Like so that's what I am. I'm Ebony Man Apollo Legend. But, when he died, that's when I started seeing the young pops because I yes. didn't I didn't know what the young pops looked like. He was Ebony Man, <laughs> and I was like, oh, he was handsome. That's hilarious. <laughs> Don't tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I you, see you got impressions. I see she got, she got some. She got some things. Just a little bit. Um, it's a little something like that. Whatever. What? 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 Your go-to. You do a little. My go-to not Manchester. Is, is my Elizabeth from Manchester. It's not Manchester. Why, why are you guys always hating on where I'm from? Because Estelle told was here. Told us. What? Well, listen. That does not Manchester. And we already talked about how many people, how many no, Americans have a, a whole a, bunch of different accents. Are you going to tell me my accent isn't from Manchester? Why would I lie? That's what she said. She's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, wait. What's happening? She said, what's happening? Yeah, she's like, what's happening? What's happening over What here? regions are you from? I heard <laughs> Wait, five. And I just saw her at an Uproxy event, and she's like, oh, you're not in the accent today. Thank God. I'm like, you love it. You love it. Now, um, I like your hoodie, by the way. Be good to women. That's, oh, thank that's, you, brother. That's beautiful. Me too. Healthy reminder. Um, <laughs> so many legends you got to work with. 
Yeah, on man. your way to becoming a legend. Thank you, um, brother. You know, Solman, mm-hmm. uh, Sam Jackson. Another Malcolm Lee joint. I was humble when I um I worked with Dr. Dre and LeBron on a commercial. Mm-hmm. Oh. And Dre bust into my trailer saying, I'm last of the court jester. And he was giving me props. He was like, yo, me and my wife watch that shit all the time. We know mm-hmm. all the, the words. I'm like, nigga. You right? Can you, we talk about detox for a second? You, no, can we talk about NWA? Yeah, right. Fuck the police, a hundred miles and running. Like nigga, right. you Doctor Dre? Can we talk about aftermath? Right. So yeah, it was, it's just it's it's humbling to to have legends know yeah, your yeah. shit. It's like Common said, like I appreciate this moment in time. Ball players and actors be knowing my rhymes. So for <laughs> me, it's like when MCs know my shit and my superheroes. Mm-hmm. That shit is dope. Super Nat knows my shit. Mm. Come on, man. <laughs> Your comment is, is hilarious, by the way. <laughs> I've never heard nobody imitate comment. She was a bad. Uh. <laughs> oh, shout out. <laughs> comment with the fam you. No, that's my guy. What up, Rosh? Yeah. He, and he said that to me last time we was uh, we was uh, with Rob Glasper. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, nigga, you the only, you the only nigga that got me. He, he, you the only one. Because <laughs> comment is hard. What up, Joe? You know, the comment is, is, is hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What up, Joe? Yeah, yeah. Um, what you got next coming up? What's next for Afian? My stand-up special. Okay, oh, tell us. Yes. Story. So all of the stuff that we talked about tonight is all leading up to this moment where mm. I walked away from stand-up for fifteen years. Mm. Oh. So I came back to it five years ago. Been on the road, just mm. you know, fine. I noticed that on your on your IG. Yeah. yeah. Did you feel like you had to start over? I did. Like it was yeah. it was a complete. I didn't because for years I didn't want to do it, and mm-hmm. all my friends from Marlon to comedians like Evan Lionel, people were like, yo, you do stand up. Like mm-hmm. you need to come back to it. This is this is your shit. Royale Watkins, like yeah. everybody was like, nigga, come back to doing this shit. Sean Wayans. Mm-hmm. And I I couldn't, I had a mental block. I mm-hmm. couldn't even think of how to be a stand-up comedian anymore. Mm-hmm. I had just removed myself from it. I was more focused on sketch and just being an actor. And so finally, I was like, all right. How do I control my game? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like at, at the max. How do I maximize the control that I can have over my game? One stage, one mic, that's all I need. I don't need to go to a studio. Mm-hmm. I don't need to get greenlit. I don't need to get approval. Mm-hmm. And watching you, too, as an MC that took his career in his, in his own hands mm-hmm. and you do a million fucking right. shows. And we was we was spending a lot of time yeah. together at that time when I started yeah. with the Blacksmith and doing Strong Arm Steady and, and you exactly. were involved in all that. Yeah, so you, yeah, hosted, was, you hosted mixtapes for me. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, we done, done a lot of shit, bro. We done a lot of shit, Afia. So in your uh, stand-up special, not to give anything away, but I love how, like I said, that you use your different forms of comedy. Can we, are we just going to be expecting straight stand-up or are you going to do kind of like what Neil Brennan did where he had like three different mics? Are you going to show your rapping? First of all, that was brilliant. Yeah. Shout out mm-hmm. to Neil Brennan. Um, yeah. And I called him after that. I said, look, you, you showed a, a side of yourself that, it explains you. Because mm-hmm. yeah. if you just meet Neil, you think he's a fucking asshole. That's the whole point. That's what he said. <laughs> right. That's the whole point of but it. But he totally broke right. that shit down in a most in a vulnerable way. Like yeah. that shit was was incredible. And somebody when I posted a picture of me and Neil on, on my Instagram as a Neil Brennan, somebody wrote, There's something about Neil Brennan that I just don't like. And he responded, he wrote, It's my personality. <laughs> <laughs> it's my face. <laughs> yeah, oh Neil God. is Neil is Neil. He's a one of okay. a kind dude. But no, for me, it's straight stand up. Oh. But with stories mm-hmm. and some characters and 
me talking about politics and mm-hmm. religion and gay people and you know it's called mirror to society oh, wow. so i'm not letting nobody off the hook even mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. you know getting older you know i look young but i'm getting older and i gotta i gotta face my body <laughs> every mm-hmm. morning when we wake up and mm-hmm. it's it's a whole thing so it's me giving a voice to myself and mm-hmm. and you know people know me from all these different characters and impressions so mm-hmm. it's like the stand special and i self-financed it let me just mm-hmm. say that because oh, right. a that. lot of people go to the studio first or go to the network first mm-hmm. and get that deal but the network owns it outright mm-hmm. and neil brennan mm-hmm. when he first did uh his early joint he was the one that told me he said if you can afford to do it yourself mm-hmm. do it yourself mm-hmm. because he was having a lot of frustrations with like the the network only playing his joint twice and right. then you know he couldn't he didn't have the the, the ownership mm-hmm. right so that conversation stayed with me and um i self-financed it so we're going to take it out and license it and you know find the best deal for it that's right while retaining the ownership mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen you got a lot of jewels and gems tonight on the people's party give it up for atheon crock yeah oh, best intro and outro best outro ever come on man <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep that same energy.